Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger. Yes, I am. Hello and welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello to the Old Man Bitstorm podcast. We've aged 60 years since you last saw us. Uh, no, we haven't. Uh, but we did just no. come off an improv jam, so we're feeling a bit <laughs> wacky. Uh, plus, I'm very sleep deprived. But anyway, I think let's jump into some click pitch. Trevor, why don't you tell the fine folks at home what click pitch is? Click pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator supplied by Discord and me having programmed it, uh, where we each get a random adjective and a random noun and we throw them at each other. We come up with a game design. When it doesn't work, we throw it away and we start again or we change the game all together. That's right. So let's do it. Three, Three two, one, one, click. Sarcastic solving. Everyday ocean. Oh, everyday ocean. Okay. I think if this this is a teenage detective on a beach holiday. Yep. They're just too old to enjoy the family holiday anymore. Mm-hmm. They're sort of in their 16, 17 years old and- Just want to be spending the whole time on their Game Boy. Yeah, their original Game Boy. It's set in the 80s uh, or 90s. No, 90s, 90s. I guess it would be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All the, they just they need to play that F one race. Um, we can set it in the in the 90s. That that actually you know resolves a few of the like cell phone sort of issues that you always get with these sorts of stories. So yeah, uh, it's the 90s. You're on a beach holiday with your family. You're not having fun, but then you stumble across something. A dead body. A dead body. Fine. Let's go all out. <laughs> a dead body washes ashore under the pier. Washes ashore just in front of your beach house. Um, your parents have, are gone um, they're on a this di- part of the weekend. Yeah, basically. They're, they're on their dirty weekend part of the weekend that you don't want to think about too much. But Yep. Uh, basically, they said, we're going on a wine tour. We'll be, be- we'll be back tomorrow because we're going to, after we have all the wine, we're going to stay overnight at one of the wineries and then we'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. So, you were you were sort of playing on your Game Boy. You thought, oh, I'll go for a quick walk. And as you walked out, you saw a dead body up on the up on. Wash up on onto the shore. Yep. How fresh is the body? So, <laughs> first question we need to ask, how fresh is the body? I think it's, it's relatively fresh. Important. I think it's relatively fresh because we want this to be a crime that has occurred while you were there. Yes. So that we can provide some context around it and that, it, you know, it's going to end up connected to them in some way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean- I don't. I don't know about you, but I think the parents did it. Uh, y- yes, I think that is the conclusion that you are led to initially, and finally. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait! Like, screw up my red herring. Uh, well, it depends. It depends. Okay, let's let's go into this a bit more. Uh, yeah. VR. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm sort of picturing, yeah, being able to teleport around. The different areas on the beach and uh, and in your little in your beach house uh, initially, and then you know as you visit other locations, you're sort of question like maybe talking Ooh. to people. I'm just I'm just imagining that sort of Unreal Engine five really good quality, almost photo esque environments. Mm. So as you're going, uh, as you you know hearing the crunch of the sand, as you as you're going along, and you find you know a a broken down sandcastle, a broken bottle with some blood on it mm. and and you know i don't know a kid crying or something like that calling I for do, his parents. I, I do kind of like that idea that it's this you know stretch of beach that has a bunch of beach houses along it you know you might know a couple of your neighbors but there's also people who just 
like rent them out for a weekend, like Airbnb them essentially, like different things. And so, yeah, the whole game is set just along this stretch that you can visit up and down. Uh, yeah. Uh, and maybe there's like the the restaurant or the bar down the end or whatever um, that that people go to. So what I like is when you go back to your house, like after you search around for a while, mm-hmm. you you hear or you know you sort of start thinking, "Hang on, did I didn't I see a camera outside?" So you know that whoever had this B and B has actually hooked it up for security cameras, mm. so you can actually go find like. The little hidden, um, well, not hidden, but locked, yeah, locked cabinet cupboard yep. that you can open up. Then you've got the security camera and you see, you know, it it shows the it shows, shows the beach the from time last night. The body shows up and that gives you some idea of like when it might have happened or at least like, yeah, how long the body's been there. And you can see, oh, wait, but then like, you know, a dog came along and took something off the body and you're like, I know whose dog that is, you know. And yeah, and so you can, just depending on how, how well you actually did, you know, the introduction of all the neighbours. This one has a dog. This one has a kid. This yeah, one I has think- a cut on their hand. This one, you know, had a gun. <clears throat> and then one of the things that you see on the security camera is um, you see out in, out in the ocean, like a boat and a flash of light. Mm, yeah. And you think, okay, it may have actually occurred out there. Yeah, and- I didn't see. So now you go investigate boats. Because you've got like who, the pe- you've got, got the pier, like you've got the pier with everyone's yeah. boats for that section, or yeah, whoever has them. Yeah, I, I think, and I think you could gate that re- relatively well, so you give the player the opportunity to go and meet the neighbours or talk to them. You know, perhaps before they need to be able to solve, oh, who's got a dog or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say you have a scene before, but I think I like the cold open of. Maybe you give a little bit of maybe there's like a voiceover context, like just the context of the 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 voicemail from your mum telling you like where they are for the weekend and gives you just that little bit of exposition of of where you are. But then it's literally like you fade up from black and the and you've got the Game Boy in your hand. I guess it's VR, so you can't force them to have it in front of them. But um, uh, yeah, and then and it, and it goes there immediately to the body is is out on the beach. I mean, usually when I play VR, I have my hand in front of me. So the first thing I'm going to see is, you know, my right hand with a Game Boy in it. Yeah. Yeah. That I can then just throw. You can just throw. You just have, yeah, exactly. Um, and you have like seagulls outside or something making a hell of a noise to, to draw the player out. Yeah, that's that's cool. I, uh, so I do like the idea of uh, doing it from the the- teenagers perspective as well particularly like they won't let you into the bar and so you've got you know you have to find uh different ways to 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 get that sort of information or or disguise yourself or i don't know whatever um but yeah definitely a like high def 3d you know this is for the next generation of vr when they can actually you can do 90 fps unreal 5 (laughs) 120 or whatever the fps needs to be um I guess they did, yeah, because when I think of that sort of thing, I think of, uh, there's that game, um, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, which had a lot of that sort of very realistic style scenery and looked fucking fantastic. Um, so yeah, if we can, if we can get that sort of vibe going, but, uh, yeah. Three, two, one click. Yeah, let's, uh, let's go again. Ooh. Appalling gentleman. Versatile dirt. <laughs> Okay. The versatility of dirt is an interesting topic. Uh, 
Very much so for an, <laughs> for an appalling gentleman. It's the stupidest thing, isn't it? I can get you some versatile dirt. Versatile. How? <laughs> now new versatile. Versatile. Y- useful for every occasion. <laughs> Do you need to add dirt to your garden? Do you need to muddy up a, a car? Do you need to plant some flowers? Do you need some dirt for your little appalling gentleman? Are you looking for dirt on your next door neighbours? Ooh. Well, that's our specialty. Come down to Versa Dirt, where we give you dirt on your dirt. Okay, I like the idea of taking dirt as in you're looking for dirt on your neighbours. Yeah. That's your resource then, almost. You've got your lever- leverage against different n- neighbours, different people in your neighbourhood, and you're, you know, you're parlaying that into more and more- uh, Things. So, in between in between each mission that you've got, you can go um, scrounge for clues, which is just going through their bin. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's just, essentially you, you go through their garbage, you peek in their windows, you be the appalling little gentleman that you are, and it, it like, as you find things, you get little, like, it'll pop up, it'll give you a thing. It's like, you know, uh, Jane next door. Is pregnant because you found a positive pregnancy test, or someone next door is pregnant. Like you might have yep. to like connect the dots a bit um, to to actually be able to pin it on someone directly. So it's almost as if you're you're blackmailing some of these people to you know you've got all this information, and if you need something from the hospital, you go to Jane, who's a nurse at the hospital, and say, "Well, I know things, mm. and now I need you to come through with a favor for me." Yeah, and I, she goes. What sort of things? It's like, well, I know that you're pregnant, and you know you've burnt that one off the list, so you just kick that one. Yeah. Off. Uh, well, yeah. I think they do have. They've got varying amounts of strength because yes. you can, as long as they give you what you're doing, like you can keep holding that over their heads until it's only burnt when the person, uh, where either it's now no longer relevant, or the person who they didn't want to have here hears it. And now you don't have that leverage anymore. I, I was also thinking it, it would be almost interesting to have, like, you are like this information broker of the um, neighborhood. So you're not only just finding out that information directly, you're then trading up that information for more powerful information yep. about other people. You, you may share the same secret to a three or four different for people to try and get more juicier stuff. But yes. It's a risk versus reward. That's it, because the more and people you share it with, the more likely it is that that secret no longer becomes useful because it gets out, basically. Yeah. But if you do it too often, then they're not going to tell you any of the good secrets. Yeah. Because you've burnt your bridges with them because you told them, you know, that you saw Jesus walking down the street. And then you then you told Jane that you saw Jesus walking down the street. You know, you're diluting your brand. Yeah. So I, I think what we have here is we procedurally generate a neighborhood with relationships between them. We then plant the secrets and there'll be like secrets that connect to each other. And each secret will have someone who wants the secret to be kept. And at least, you know, or each secret will have at least one person, maybe more, that want it to be kept. And at least one person, maybe more, who cannot find out about it, uh, mm-hmm. essentially. And then that really gives us this prime. Uh, field for, for gameplay, basically, and exploring those relationships and, and, and how <laughs> you find that data. <laughs> I mean, almost, yeah. I, I feel like, 
I feel you're like trying to become the boss of secrets. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the boss of secrets, exactly. Uh, that's the perfect title for it. And <laughs> I don't know why that's boss the thing around that came all into those my head. secrets. They do exactly what you tell them. No, I, I think that could be good. It's almost a bit like so I haven't really played it, but I've seen it a little bit. Um, Crusader Kings. Because in mm-hmm. that, what, there is a mechanic in that where you essentially, like, have something over on another monarch or whatever, and you can use that to do certain things. I don't think we go quite as complex as Crusader Kings, but I like that no. idea of essentially this neighborhood as, yeah, this 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 uh, battleground of, of secrets going around. And we do simulate out other things. Like, yeah, if you've told six people that secret- well, we sort of play that out and calculate the probability that it would get out based on that and based on the relationships that are in place. And now you know- And also who talks to each other, right? Like, you don't want two people talking to each other and discovering they both got a secret from you because then, yeah, they might- Like, that might break down trust or something um, in, yep. in your information. So, what is your ultimate aim? Boss of secrets. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> What 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 is actually going to bring people in to buy this game? Uh, I mean, I think, I think you. I mean, I think there's. I think there's fun in just. I guess it depends on how you present it. Um, yeah. it's a little bit like um a game that uh, I've been following called Shadows of Doubt. Uh, okay, which is a procedurally generated like detective sort of thing. Um. Mm. And it calculates the different relationships and you can like pin stuff to your board and whatever. I'm not saying we do that, but just in that way where it's this, uh, it's a playground for you to essentially explore these relationships and, and, and you do, you've got your little secrets that you take notes of and, and can essentially trade and whatever. And I think, I think the fun would come from just the emergent gameplay there, uh, of, of sneaking around this town and, and maybe you do somewhat, you know, you simulate their activities and stuff there, their, 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 um, their schedules or whatever, so you know, like, oh, okay, uh, you know, um, Franco downstairs uh, in, in the apartment, whatever, he goes out to work at 6 a.m. every morning, and so I know that I I can wait until then to, you know, s- steal his mail, <laughs> right, or yeah. whatever. So, what I, what I would love is that there's actually a secret, like, secondary game mm. within the game mm. in which you don't trade in the secrets- and you actually have like a a day job that you go to, and you just do little little mini games, and that's how you make you make your living. And you just never even find out any of these secrets. You just essentially well, like- the, the 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 idea being that you know it's a it's a week in in this guy's life, mm. and the majority of people are just going to play for the secret part because they didn't know that the hit the hidden achievement was that you go through the week just playing these mini games, and it's a but you totally still see game. you still see some of these secrets play out though. Oh yeah, because they're still, the world is being simulated out. around you. You're just not yeah. taking advantage of them essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I could. I could see that. Um, There's value in that. <laughs> and and I think you can. I think what what could be fun is you can embed various levels of depth where you know in one in any particular game you're you're not going to find all the secrets. Uh, no, but if you play it, but if, if you, you do play find right, certain secrets, then you can, you know, you can work out. Ooh, this person's Wi-Fi password is their 
is their secrets, yes. and they've got more secrets on their PC that I can hack into if I catch the if I crack their Wi-Fi password. Yeah, and well, so- and that's it. And you can trade. You can trade for like yeah. You can have some secrets that are just little things, like their Wi-Fi password. They don't want anyone to find that out because they might get hacked. Yeah, but their friend knows it because. They use it one time, and so you might trade a secret with that friend to get that Wi-Fi password. Or you might have other other methods to literally, like, generate secrets through your scouting and scavenging. What what if you found out that one of your neighbours is actually on the FBI's most wanted list, and Mm. they had, like, surgery to change the look of their face? Yep. And you find out that they're actually this mass murderer or this, you know- Really horrible well, now, person. Well, now you have a very powerful secret, and if, depending on how much influence this person has in the town, <laughs> there's many, many things you can do. You 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 trade it for a Wi-Fi password. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because because you you've got a crush on that person, and you're also an appalling <laughs> gentleman, so you want to stalk their shit and see if they like you too. Um, and then you find out that. You know, you you hack into this person's Wi-Fi pass, you know, Wi-Fi, and you you hack their computer, and then you find out that their their big big secret that they didn't want anyone to know is that they like you, and that's it. Yeah, like, and it's a happy ending until they find out that you stalked them and broke into yes. and and uh, yeah, corrupted their privacy. That's not the right word, anyway. Um, I also kind of like the idea of. If there are other people trading secrets, there's a secrets trade going on here, then you need to kind of make sure that the middleman for some of your secrets aren't involved in the secrets themselves. Like, if they- if, For example, you say to this mass murderer who you now have the information on, I want that person's Wi-Fi password, like them having that Wi-Fi password or, or whatever you end up trading them for that Wi-Fi password, you know, like a, an intermediate secret- could set them off down some path because now yep. now they've got, you know, the secret of where does the chief of police live and they're going to go murder them or whatever. Um, yeah, you just got to be very careful about that. Yeah. So, yeah, I like Three, that. Three, two, one. connecting web of secrets. The web of secrets. Web of lies. Uh, okay. Bush journal. <laughs> Emptying society. Um. I kind of like the idea that this is a person coming back from a trip. Yeah. So, um, they've got a journal there that they've, you know, they sort of tied up and all this sort of stuff. You know, it's got a nice little bow on it sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It's like a diary of of their trip. And it's one of these things that is near and dear to them. And it's um, when they're leaving the airport, Mm -hmm. they lose it. Okay. They lose this journal. Yep. And- you said something about emptiness. Emptying society. Emptying. So, I'm thinking that this was very important to this person. So important that, you know, the world kind of feels empty mm-hmm. to them. I think it's got to do with, like, it was the final trip with, you know, their parent or something like that. That, you know, while while they were gone, you know, it was sort of like their their uh, father's dying wish that they they finally went to. Australia or something like that. Mm-hmm. They, they got to go to the outback and they passed away while there and you had the funeral. And the other thing that you're sort of bringing back is maybe the, the, urn, the urn or something like that. But, mm. but the journal is, is really the main thing that you, you're sort of going for because it's got basically your whole story yeah. of what happened on, you, on your trip with, you, with your dad and 
like so how does this so so you're presumably playing the person who's lost the journal yes how how does it play out do you think do we do do we do we use the journal also as sort of a bit of a framing device where we like play out pages from it or is it yeah play up play play out pages that they can remember and and sort of you know their memory is a little bit hazy from from what they from what they remember so maybe later on in the game you know when they do get the journal back they can go back through one of the one of the earlier levels that they went through and they've got a little bit more information about you know what actually happened there mm. now and you can sort of see some other some other things that happened around this thing i know i think it it could be good if it was sort of like a not necessarily a visual novel but i like the idea of it being sort of like a an adventure game through talking yeah with but- your dad in the past and basically in your head yeah and also you know vignettes of trying to trying to figure out you know what happened to the journal you know you're talking to security and saying look i dropped it out and you see on the on the thing that yes it dropped out but someone picked it up so now you've got to try right. and track them down. And, and I think maybe that, he, like, yeah, I think you intersperse the scenes essentially of you trying to find it with, you know, they're either they're triggering memories as you tell people about it or. Yeah. And it could even be one of these things where the act of trying to, maybe you don't find it. Maybe the act of finding it, you replay, you've been or, able you've to replay and recreate all these memories in your head. And it's this sort of thing of like, oh, like. You know, realizing that the memories are what's important, and that now you've told yep. your dad's story to so many people, just while trying to hunt down this journal. Uh, yeah, that that could be that could be a really nice kind of scene of that realization when they find out, like they find the remnants of the journal because it got you know put in a crusher and burned or whatever, <laughs> like or or a, you know a floor waxer or something like that ran over it and it's oh yeah you, know, you have ripped that, apart yeah right? you have that the great scene of like finally they've they've found it they've tracked it down it fell out of someone's bag and on the side of the road and then yeah the sweet street sweeper comes and all the pages just go uh, yep. or someone's lawnmower or something <laughs> it's literally <laughs> you're at the airport and you walk out and there's like this this garden mulcher there <laughs> that is just blowing <laughs> blowing leaves the whole time. You're like, what the hell's a garden mulcher that doing there? You know, you and you find out at the end of the game <laughs> <laughs> that that's where it went. Uh, no, you find out at the end of the game. It was there literally as a setup oh, for when you trip over on the way out and it goes into the garden. Right, mulcher. I see. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chekhov's uh, mulcher. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's a sh- nice, short short and sweet little one. I feel like yep. we kind of covered it. That'd be good. All right. Three, two, one, click. <laughs> I like to call it my leisure patch. Find donation. And find is in F-I-N-E-D. <laughs> I am asking for donations because I was sitting on my leisure patch and I got fined for indecent exposure. Uh. <laughs> and of course, you know my leisure patch is the bomb. <laughs> leisure patch, Larry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Oh, what what is the le- what is the leisure patch? We have to have something that is. Is this what some really awkward like early twenties nerdy guy calls his like man cave? Welcome back to my leisure patch. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, comedy. Okay, I think the leisure patch is actually 
it's it's a charity, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and people are giving do- donations to this charity. Yep. But it turns out that they're not so above board. But with a name like Leisure Patch, how could they not be? They're not above board, and basically they've been fined because mm-hmm. you know they they w- they said that they were a not for profit, yet they've gone and spent all the cash. Okay, what are they? What are they claiming to be a charity for? What would Leisure Patch, uh, whatever the is there? Yeah, anyway. um, the, the whole the whole thing is maybe maybe the charity is all about making patchwork dolls for kids, right? Okay. And Actually, instead, f- they, spent all, they spent all the money on leisure. It's a front- Well, I think it's still called Leisure Patch, though, because that's just funny. They, okay. But it's about- Yeah, it's Leisure Patch because, hey, you have fun with our patchwork dolls. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so, so they're taking money under the table and going out on the town. Uh, so, are you- Do you play- Maybe this is sort of a quirky game where you play like a precocious child who is discovering this and and going through the the offices or the I don't know I'm almost get, I'm almost picturing like a little nightmares kind of thing where it's uh, everything's kind of larger than life these fraudulent <laughs> now charity I'm just picturing you you you're picturing that or oh, I'm picturing that you know they're going through like vents and stuff that they're sort of creeping through and they they hear stuff going on in a meeting where they're talking about, you know, making sure that all the money gets moved into the um into the into the other account or something like that. Yeah. Out of the Leisure Patch account and into the Leisure Palace account. That's our secret account. Ha 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 we're evil. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I could kind of see it as a bit of a like a stealth a stealth ish sort of uh platformer almost. So how did you how did you get here? Well, you're obviously a, a very adorable orphan looking for a patchwork doll. Adorable orphan, or your mum brought you here because you've always, you know. And, um, and I'm thinking then she that died, and now you're an adorable no. orphan. <laughs> <laughs> Beware the orphan puncher. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking that that is that's like. The evil nemesis of, of your character. The you know? orphan puncher. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the CEO the CEO of Leisure Leisure Patch. Orville <laughs> Orphan called- Puncher. <laughs> Orville Orphan Puncher. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely coincidental that that's his name. He he he, he comes it's actually hyphenated. Because <laughs> when he's when his father um, good old uh, except Billy his, Orphan. His name is actually Orpan. <laughs> it's all. It's just the it's, people. It's just pronounced. Orpan. It's pronounced Orpan. Orpan Poncher. Orpan Poncher. Yeah, my my dad Billy Orpan. Uh, married my my mum Francine Poncher, and uh, they they hyphenated my name and uh, they call me Orville and yeah, I'm Orville Orpan Poncher. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with how often I punch orphans at all. Just completely coincidental. <laughs> I only punched an orphan at one time. It's like, I hate that your parents are dead. Bang! <laughs> Just whenever I see an orphan, it makes me so mad that their parents are dead. I have to punch them. <laughs> all right. Are we done with that one? Yeah, I think we're done Yeah, with okay. That. Bye, Leisure Patch. I'll see you later. Um, don't you want to click? Pronounced 
Garble. Well, hello, it's your name. Yeah, do I. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, contributing joy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Did you say pronounced garble? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. As in, it's pronounced garble. It's it's spelled <laughs> gabel, but it's pronounced garble. <laughs> uh, no, that's just what came into my head when it said, said pronounced garble. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just a funny combination to have pronounced and then talk about garbling something like maybe this is around some sort of speech thing or- Mm-hmm. Uh, and contributing joy. Is th- this is about a woman named Joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, joy Garbell. Joy Garbell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And uh, she contributes to something. <laughs> three, two, one, click. Yeah, three, two, one, click. <laughs> it's pronounced. Move on. Okay. Stirred station. Strategic. Fever. Ooh, I got a strategic you give me fever. Strategically. <laughs> uh, all right. Stirred and st- stirred could be like stirring up trouble. Uh, mm-hmm. And then to, to strategically stir trouble up to a fever pitch. Uh, Either that or it's like 12 monkeys and you're, you're stirring the final ingredients of the- um, of this virus that is going to cause a pandemic, you li- you drop it into the water fountain at the station mm-hmm. strategically, okay, and walk away. And the game is done. And then we just and then it's just that game that simulates the virus across the Earth's thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. I, uh, I firstly, wonder why I've got firstly, a pandemic in my mind. Soon, like too soon, uh, considering we're literally in the middle of. Uh, lockdown in Victoria. That's right. <sighs> we recorded this two weeks ago. <laughs> we might still be in the middle of lockdown, Trevor. <laughs> I hope not. But. This is still the first week of lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, look, I, I can get behind the evil villain uh, dropping uh, a virus or, or a poison or something into the water supply. Um, yep. Is that the beginning, though? Or is that the- Is this, like, is this a- this is the cold open, and then we flash back to, you know, five years earlier. Yes. And, and essentially, we know now that, oh, this is going to lead up to either our character or some character. Maybe you don't see who it is. They're like a hooded figure in some way mm-hmm. uh, causing this huge pandemic. Okay. So, I'm going to go to the end, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil what actually happens. Yeah. That's fine. He's pouring an antidote into this- stations Ooh, okay. thing and you think that it's you know a virus and you know it's he's pouring it in and people are going going crazy but it just so happens that like there's a, a virulent plague out there and right and we cut this is an antidote yeah that- we we cut it in a way where it's like oh you see him put the stuff in there and then you see all these people dying with like pustules all over their face but we cut away before we see like those pustules start Them to clearing fade up. as yeah, <laughs> uh, as this antidote is. All, all, all is this is this is a virus in which like it can reverse the um the devastating you know yeah. fever that went through. Mm. So I think the virus that went through that um ended up causing all men on Earth to be sterile. Oh, it's a uh, a little why the it's last man uh, <laughs> situation. Uh, yeah, it's a great comic series by uh, 
the I think the Walking Dead guy. I think that guy did that. Maybe Brian. Hmm, no, Brian. Anyway, uh, no, it wasn't him. But anyway, uh, okay, that's okay. How long ago did this happen? Like, are we talking? Are we talking a situation we're, we're to- where we're talking? May- maybe they find out that. Okay, so you know how we've been using microwaves for the last 30 years? Well, it turns out this week we found out that that's what's been, like, killing all the sperm. <laughs> Wait, I thought it was a sudden- I thought it was this virus or whatever. Um, no, they use a virus to, um, to- To reverse like, it. Switch the DNA- switch the DNA back on. <laughs> right, okay, okay. Repair the DNA or whatever. And they're getting pustules because, like, it's a virus, but- Well, you know, it doesn't have to be the pustules. You could just see them. Like, I mean, we had the word fever, so I feel like they should- Yeah. 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 Um, I feel like I feel like it has to be more of a, a quicker thing. Like, it has to be some grand plan that we're foiling, though. Okay. The Could- man in the moon. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, let, let's go. I like this idea. Like, the, the, the end is a, is a flip around in that you, you think- from the beginning that your character, so maybe you do see that it's your character. Um, you, you, you see that you see your character, you see this person. Uh, he doesn't have a beard though, so you can't quite tell that it's him, but you know that as you start growing a beard over time, that it's like, oh. Well, yeah, yeah I think there's enough of a resemblance that you fairly, you fairly quickly realize, oh, that was my character who did that at the end. So, okay, I'm playing a game where I'm leading up to this character, like killing. A vast a number, you know, attempting to 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 take out a, a huge number of the population, huge huge amount of the population. But then, of course, yes, like it's going to end up w- with this with this antidote um, in the final mm-hmm. act. So we need, though, I think we for a good amount of time there, you need to be leading towards people thinking like, oh no, he's going to do this. Uh, mm. Like my character is 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 a sociopath of some sort. So. I think then we need someone else who did release something that you're then um, then backing I don't know. Out. If you if you look back at um something like um did you ever did you ever watch the TV show Gotham? No. So in that they had um one of the, one of the guys who worked with the police was Edward Nigma, who becomes the Riddler. Yeah. But you know he was a good guy. You know yeah. There's no reason why you can't start him off as as sort of like a. A reasonable guy who occasionally in dialogue choices, you can choose an option that, that is a little bit unusual, but yeah, you know, look, I was more, he doesn't have to be a sociopath. I, well, like, I, I was more thinking, I was more thinking of if you, if we want the player to believe that their character is going to do that, then I mean, for someone to do that, they essentially have to be a sociopath, uh, or at least have to, you know, be, be so evil to, to take out that many people. Um, yeah, it was- or it's how how does he get from this nice you know mild yeah, yeah, mannered no, reporter to? <laughs> to I'm just die. I'm just trying to get that arc right of yes, and you you begin off. I don't think that you like the. And I think you set it up in the first scene that like oh they, that person's definitely going to try to kill everyone on the on the planet. Uh, <laughs> but if we want that arc where the the end is a surprise, then we need the player to believe at some point that they are actually going to attempt to to do that uh so i guess it's just i I suppose i suppose what you can do then is you can have that sort of um the couple of different time periods you've got the as as the um as the virus has been planted in five years in the future you've got um five years in the past 
where he's a mild-mannered guy who's just discovered like this this really nasty um you know virus that is uh, I think maybe he discovers a transport mechanism basically like some sort of universal yeah. incredibly uh, contagious like uh, transmissible way to to spread like whatever DNA fragments or something uh that that's going to spread through the population very quickly yeah. uh and then you then you got a the next time period is literally like six months before the um before the event that you know he's going to spread around everywhere. Yeah, and so by by jumping between those different those different periods, you can not not show those four years in between where mm. you know he's really changed and he's you know now working with people and saying you know this virus we have to it's imperative that it. Um, gets out on this date and all this sort of stuff. I've calculated okay. it. <clears throat> I like. I do like the idea. Then, yeah. So essentially, in that four years, some event has actually happened. Like the the yes. you know whatever it was. Like some some other evil person got hold of of the the transport, transport mechanism, mechanism and used it to to put out something that that really did damage a huge um, percent of the population. Yes, I, I like that because then. Mm. You're you're fucking with the player, but in a fun way. Yeah. <laughs> because then, as you yeah, unreliable you, narrator, yeah, you that's, switch that's- back and forth, and eventually, in the past, you'll get to that like you, you'll get to that point, like probably right before you know the the last third of the game or whatever, uh, or, or the, whatever you know before the climax, where you're in the past, but you see the TV report or something of like you know millions of people struck down with this with this fever or whatever, and you're like. Wait, that we haven't got to the part where we release the thing yet. What's going on? And then you know, there's a click of like, oh shit! Like we're trying to save them. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I like that. I like that. Um, so I think two and a half years is is where the the insinuating event actually happens. So you've yeah. got like a year and a half before, and you've got like a year or so after it, or two years or so after it. That you're sort of coming up with a plan on what you're going to do, and then you've got six months to, to yeah. set it in place. And by having that two and a half years either side, you know, you've got enough time that you can play around in the past. You can play around after after the drop sort of comes that you kind of now know, okay, mm. there is actually another virus and you're you're now trying to stop that. Yeah, you essentially- You can then show some of the stuff that happened in between the two and a half to- to four and a yeah. half years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can- that, that's when you kind of do the big reveal of- yeah, all the stuff that we intentionally withheld to make you think that you're an evil genius. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. That's um, fun. Yeah, I, I kind of like the idea that it's sort of almost showing, you know, a, a, a um, umbrella pharmaceutical sort of thing of, you know, you're working for this really evil looking company that yeah. has, you know, we've had all these stories about, you know, viruses getting out from all these different Different things. They're called versa dirt because that's where they <laughs> they like breed the virus in the soil. <laughs> I love that versa <laughs> dirt. Good callback <laughs> to thirty minutes ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's cool. That's. Uh, do you think there's much persuading that you need to do throughout the game? Like you trying to trying to get your crew together. Yeah, well, I guess uh, I think yes. I, I think I like that idea of of getting your kind of yeah your people your your little gang 
who you it's s- kind of an Ocean's Eleven sort of thing in which you, yeah. you're trying to trying to you know set up all these decoys and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, you're essentially having to pull off a heist. It's like no, the the water fountain in the middle of of Capital Station is the only place you know where it's directly in the center of town. It's the only way we can get this out fast enough. If we if we drop this in, into you know the sewer system, it'll actually spread out to um to yeah. I don't know to all the to some all, reason yeah, to the extent of the town and before it you know completely dissipates. Uh, so it's the only way we can do it. But we're not going to get in the security there ever since the 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 event has through the through the roof. <gasps> the roof. Well, they find out that that's what that's where the first um. I, th- I think it's actually they they end up following along with the same plan that the original the original crew did. Right. Yeah. So the news report at you know two and a half years was there was there was a virus outbreak in the middle of Central Station, and yeah, spreading quickly and yeah, yeah, that's cool. Because yeah, you then don't you, can e- be- you don't even need to show like dates, and you can just bounce no, around, know, kind of, of kind of like your um any of your Quentin Tarantino movies where they're like. And now this chapter is happening, and you can just name it something, mm. and it's jumped around from where you last saw them. I do like the idea of it being a good couple of years since it had happened, though, um, when you jump forward. So, you can see how the world has responded to it, essentially. Um, yep. Because I think it's spread. Maybe not. It, it's maybe not the world at this point. I don't know. Well, we'll it, I mean, you want it to have spread pretty far, but- um, yeah, uh, stretching disbelief a little bit to think that you need to put it directly in Central Station again to get out to the whole world, but um, I mean, whatever. <laughs> it's an action game, uh, but yeah, I think I think maybe you've got elements there of then searching down and hunting down the members of the other crew um, yep. to get information and to you know eventually figure out who it was that did it. Um, maybe there's a big like showdown right before your ready to drop it in where you, the villain finally, like, reveals themselves or you shows themselves. <laughs> I'm you from the future. This never should have happened. <laughs> I did this so that you could you could be the, be the hero that you've always do, always been destined yes. to be. Yeah. <laughs> and we flipped it around twice. It was actually, you did see the two and a half year version. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, what, what you thought was the past is actually the future. What you thought—I don't even know. If that makes sense now. My brain's too. I, that's pretty good. Uh, that sets up the sequel. I feel like you, when you find at the end, it's the future you, and now the sequel is about you, like trying to prevent yourself from doing it somehow, even though it's literally what you're destined to do. I don't know. Yeah, and <laughs> the first, the first one's like. A pandemic breaker or something like that or or you know something to do with pandemic yeah and then the then the next one is paradox yeah because the whole idea is that you're trying to cause a paradox now and and, and yes work exactly. around it and then to complete the p trilogy the third game is pent- penetration pentalooms <laughs> which is where you find yourself back in the past and you have to wear big fluffy floppy pantaloons because uh, you broke time travel all right where the fuck all are we time at? is happening at all time, all together. <laughs> at all times, time is happening all of the time. Uh, three, two, one, movie. Mm, I just got some good words. Okay, let's just let's just let's just make it a click pitch night. Three, two, one, click. It's a click pitch night. <laughs> Hack cyclist. Damn batch. Damn batch. 
Uh, okay. Um, hack cyclist makes me think of like Tron. <laughs> like Ooh, light cycles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, well, batch. That brought me into batch jobs and that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, batch, batch processing. It's only you and me who would go to fucking <laughs> that when you think of batch, I think. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the batch. The batch is like <laughs> the <laughs> evil. The, now, I'm, now I'm just picturing a, a, a hacktivist or something like that riding a pedal-powered computer. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a pedal-powered computer that is- Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. You gotta keep it going. <laughs> doing it, doing my uh, part, no. doing my part. No, I like the idea. I, I, I feel like the batch is like the, the nameless minions of the bad guy within this computer world. Yeah. Um, always in there in the background. <laughs> also known as TSRs. <laughs> uh, and so psych, well, it's like even cycles, like cyclist. Yep. It's, was Tron making that pun? With cycles? Maybe. <laughs> if they were, I literally just got it. Uh, because, yeah, you usually talk about, like, processing cycles or whatever when you're talking yeah. about computing. So, so I like the idea that it turns out that um, this computer world is essentially like um, what hell has been described as. Okay. To us. Yep. Like, when you go into the computer world, it is actually, you know- a, a world that is sort of almost built itself up on pits of lava on and, the world of, and brimstone, yeah. and it, it's sort of like torturous things. And then you start thinking, if if there's a digital hell, is there a digital heaven? <laughs> so how do you get there? Uh, is this some sort of like uh, consciousness upload into the world of computers? Are we just not explaining? Ooh, I, it do, like I do Tron like the idea a- of a consciousness. Uh, consciousness upload where you like you put you put like a, a stack hat on because mm. I'm picturing that it's like set in the 80s and it's got you know the <laughs> it's like an actual big stack hat bike helmet yeah with yeah, like big st- stack okay. hat um I've forgotten that word every, everyone who who isn't isn't Australian or doesn't who didn't grow up in the 80s Google, have a look at what's yeah Google, Google stack, stack hat, hat. Presumably that. And look at the orange one. Oh, yeah. Look, it's the first- It's like the first 15 images. Yeah. Uh, that's what every um, kid in the, in the Australian 80s looked like. <laughs> the biggest fucking helmet oh, that you I could think of. I can't they call it a stack hat. That's so Australian. It's for, it's for when you stack, for when mate. you stack. <laughs> I stacked, but I have my stack hat on, so I'm all right. <laughs> it's so 80s But anyway um, I'm picturing the big stack hat helmet That mm-hmm. you, you put on And it's got all the, all the electrodes in it And then, you know, you hit a button on the on the big, you know, space bar And, you know, you sort of Instead of the whole Tron thing of You get digitised and moved yeah. in there Your consciousness just, yeah, just gets you uploaded just, You just become a, a, a enough you know, But the thing is This this world isn't pixelated. It's not. It's not that typical eight bit or sixteen bit or anything like that. You that you expected. It's actually, you know, almost a fully scary world. Of do we go full horror with this? Then, like, I'm almost getting an Event Horizon vibe mm. of like, yeah, like these these people, these these group of of. Freakers and hackers have have figured out how to upload their consciousness into the computer, but they when they come back, like they're not they're not quite right because they've seen things and they've they've seen the horrors, or are they just being taken over by batches? 
Or, or yeah, or yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. it's literally <laughs> the computer then like depossessing, Control- like, controlling yeah. meat puppets. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's possession. <laughs> but it's it's then you know you you have to sort of go in and maybe uh, you find these hackers and stuff that. Well, their consciousness is still in there, there, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, because then you can play with it both ways. You can- Yeah, they're describing to you once they've come out, like, the places they've come from, and you're like, this- They've been to hell. Like, somehow hell is in these computers. Like, I've got to see it. I've got to get in there myself. And then you get in there, and yeah, you've discovered this world where you come across one of them, and they're- they're they are just- They're stuck in a- I don't know. Do they, do they still look like themselves in there? How is this? Is this like Matrix style where you've got like- a, I think it's like Tron where, self- where they do look like them. They okay. do happen to look like themselves. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because that just makes it easier <laughs> to, to you know, recognise your character. Okay. Who's your character played by? We need a big celebrity. Oh, we're going to do a casting casting sort of dealy here. Um, uh, what sort of age range are we going for here? I know. I, th- I think it's got to be like- Mid thirties, early forties, like okay, it's like us, you know, bit younger, us, 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 uh, us ish. But if we were in the eighties, so like (laughs) maybe like a Hemsworth, (laughs) probably not the good ones, like a like a lesser Hemsworth, (laughs) a lesser Hemsworth, like a Liam, yeah, like a Liam, uh or the the unknown Hemsworth uh Bob Bob Hemsworth Larry Larry <laughs> Larry Larry Hem Hemda Sworth <laughs> Larry Hemda <laughs> Um no okay let's or, let's, uh, let's actually be re- let's actually be real about this because I was okay. sort of thinking you know Keanu Reeves did a good job in Cyberpunk yeah. 2077 Oh right yeah like they they can get the capture really quite nice now. Oh yeah, um, yeah, much better, much better than what everyone looked in LA Noir, <laughs> where they looked so creepy. Well, who's big? I mean, who's 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 big these days? Um, Paul Rudd. He's definitely more than forty, but he looks less all constantly because he's a he's he's been drinking the, the mortality juice. So yes, uh, yeah, and yes. also <laughs> then we can have a tain. Uh, came here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's 100% pain. She's <laughs> <laughs> got a celery man dance going on. God damn, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish, I wish that we could actually get that show somewhere properly, like streaming. Uh, yeah. Tim and Eric. I never, I, no, I've not really not seen much of this, of Tim and Eric at all, but, uh, that one in particular is a, is a favorite. Um, and I know what we're, we'll be watching in about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so we've just, so this is just, this is just, uh, Tane the, it is Tane, right? I hope I'm getting it right. Yeah. This is Celery Man, the, the video game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Celery Man goes to hell. <laughs> Celery Man goes to hell. Oh, man. All right. Should we do one more? Yeah. Modified colouring. Selfish incidents. It's one of those, like, calming iPad colouring in games. Ooh. Okay. Tell me more. Where you've got a scene. Mm-hmm. 
and you you choose colors. Obviously, you, you color in different aspects of the scene. But maybe maybe it's a combination coloring and hidden object mobile yep. game um, that sort of tells a story. And, okay, and maybe the story can play out in different ways depending on how you color it or how selfish you are in coloring it. Like this could be a, mo- a multiplayer game in which oh, you play with okay. someone else. Okay. How how is it just to to selfishly color something in is that just only like only going with the colors you choose? Well, selfishly coloring in would be you've actually colored in a minimum of 51% of the of the of the actual screen. Right. So that's selfish mm-hmm. because you did the majority of the coloring. I know. I'm How just you- I'm trying to bring it. <laughs> that's selfish. fine. That's fine. How do you? I'm I'm curious now because is this a balance then between doing good coloring in versus fast coloring in? Like you're racing now with this person, mm. or can can you color over them or not? Like I feel like no. I feel like you can't color over them. I think the only thing you can do is shade. If you can add highlights and you can add highlights and shadows. This <laughs> is like a competitive painting paint by numbers. It could be calming though. If you if Would you it? if you got on if you got on like with someone really really good like and it was just a calming thing of oh wow they're doing a good job with that I'm going to try and match that skin color and keep on going down here. Whoops! I hit, oh look, they started put they started doing the some eyedropper and highlights. Some green. So I'm going to do some highlights over here. And I fucked and- up the whole picture, and now they hate me. <laughs> See what I found out the other day. You know those um, Slither IO and mm. all those IO games. Mm. Did you know that not a single one of them is actually multiplayer? I had a inkling. It's it's essentially it's sort of asynchronously multiplayer, though, isn't it? No, really, it's just- it's all bots. <laughs> Seriously, it is all one hundred percent bots. Okay, that's wild. Um, um, and I was watching a video on it, and they were actually showing that you know if you disconnect, it actually shows. Um, you know, it, or if you try to go in there while not being connected to the internet, it actually says you know you can't connect. Um, but if you happen to unplug the, um, the modem from while your you're PC playing. while you're, while you're playing, oh, look, you don't lose any lag or anything <laughs> like that. It just keeps on going. That's <laughs> because, hilarious. And it comes back to the fact that these developers, if they were not getting anyone playing and then people logged in and there was no one playing while they were logged in. Yeah, then they just don't play. You know, they had to build bo- bots and there's like, what's the point of getting lag code? Laggy code and all this sort of stuff. Just, just make the whole thing bots. Make, it, make the whole thing bots. Make I mean, that works for some games, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So, for this game, yeah. I'm saying that we do that that exact same thing. Right. We actually have a computer opponent that you're playing with, mm-hmm. and you only find that out when you realize that you can't ever play with any of your friends. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, all, it's always- It's a, always matchmaking. Matchmaking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's go one more. Yeah, okay. That was a shit one to end on. Threatened engineer. Rounded clarification. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking of? No. Office space. Okay. Do you remember what their what their whole um plan was in office in the movie Office Space? Uh it was all about the the, the rounding 
Oh, the, the round. Samson- right, 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 right. The Superman two thing. Uh, oh no, Superman four, three, three, three or three, whatever. I think uh, the Richard Pryor yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, all right. So the clarification is: you've been pulled in um, by your boss to explain um, to explain yourself. Basically, something's happened, and then- okay. So this whole game is set in this like conversation with your boss. Set in a conversation with your boss, and then you know it again does like the usual sp- suspects thing of going out and playing the vignettes of the of the past. Okay, that so you- it's the framing. Yeah, the framing device yeah. is you've been. It's a framing in- device again. Yeah. All right. But it's all set within an office. It's all set within an office. Uh, we can play on the office spacey kind of vibe. Uh, everyone's very, you know, corporate and fake. What's fake um, nice? What's and- um? What's Stephen? What's his name's character name in that? Oh, Milton. Yeah, Milton. Because yeah. you know that the whole movie was actually based off of the comic yeah. Milton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet they, they didn't even include Milton in it that much. <laughs> I mean, he had, some, he had some important parts to play. Uh, well, he, stapler. <laughs> yeah, he, he needed his staple back and then he'd burn, burn, burn the whole place down. And my stapler. God, I haven't seen that for ages. <laughs> I need to, need to watch it again. <laughs> Me too. Uh, but okay, so... Um, these vignettes that you're playing out, is it- Is this another okay, thing? Okay, okay. Like- can, can we play- Can we play a scene? Okay. So, you've just been brought into into my office. I'm, I'm, the, mm-hmm. I'm the boss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I'm going to need you to explain- Explain yourself about the rounding. The rounding? Uh, no idea what you're yes. talking about. What What do you mean? What do you mean? There's been some- There's been some money go missing from our accounts. <laughs> no. We've known for a long time that there's rounding occurring, and we've been catering for that. And someone's pilfered our millions. Oh, like the the Superman three thing? Is that yeah? Yeah, that's where we got it from. Right, right. Um, so where's my money, motherfucker? What? Uh, it, you know what? I bet it was Gary. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see? But yeah, I, I like the I, I like the idea of, of doing, you know, a vignettes and again, you know, more framing devices. We this is the episode of framing <laughs> devices for some reason. This whole episode has been a framing device for uh, next episode. Um and the one no, I don't know. Uh so so hang on, so we've got the we've got the framing device. Is this another situation where like you don't know at the beginning if your character did do this? Um I think you've just been pulled in because, you know, they're asking everyone. And right. you can you can basically go back, you know, they, they, they maybe come come at you and saying, you know, just tell us what happened three days ago. Mm. And you go back, you know, three days earlier and mm. you start playing through the day and it's literally kind of playing through the first part of office space of, you know, you really don't want to be there and- yep. Yeah, you know, you've the got days the, just dragging. Seven bosses come around to bug you, and and then do you answer questions? Do you when you jump back to? <laughs> I just love the idea that throughout this whole three day thing, like you're just making a a paperclip necklace, and you're just adding a little bit more. <laughs> Every time you come back, it's longer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you jump back to the interview with the boss then, and like, are you, do you have to be answering questions or? Um, yeah, I. I 
I kind of like the idea that it's um, based on your answers that p- determines what actually happens in the um. Okay. Yeah. In you know you can just have you know two or three questions about each before you go into each vignette, and your choices that you made happen within the vignette. Mm. Mm. So it's sort of a bit of a just a, a choose your own adventure kind of funny story. Yeah. Branching story kind of deal. Branching story kind of deal. And then, you know, at the end, you can pin it all on Milton if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you'll have, you'll have multiple endings. One of them is you pin it on Milton and he burns the place down. I mean. Yeah. I know. I I think that'd just be kind of fun to play around in a movie that everyone should have watched, but also (laughs) like it's a. You know, you can have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, In a usual suspects kind of way. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, who, who, when when anyone thinks of uh, a movie tie in uh, crossover game that needs to exist, it's the office space cross with the usual suspects. I mean, every single time they say, why wasn't uh, Gabriel Byrne in office space? Yeah. Exactly. If you want to find us online, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. Leave us a review. We'd love that very much. Uh, go back through all our previous episodes. Listen to the now definitely thousands more. Well, at least one thousand games that we've uh, that we've come up with over the years, and uh, let us know what you think. One day we'll count them. Not today. Too tired. No. Um, okay, and we'd also like to thank the wonderful musicians of the band Kuridas for allowing us the use of the song "Mantifies of the Um Containment Failure." That's right. So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm Orville Orphan Puncher. Did you say Orphan Puncher? Ah!